Well, a big welcome to everyone today. With me, uh, we have a very special guest coming all the way from Washington State in the USA. Uh, his name is Jason Hubbard. Good afternoon, Jason. Hi, good to be with you. Yeah, great. Great to have an American online um, this time. Now, Jason, you're in a county in Washington State called Watkin County, which makes up about seven different cities, but you actually live in the city of Bellingham, where you were a pastor for quite some years, but now you lead a prayer um, what is it? Light of the World Prayer Centre, um, mm -hmm. yeah, which is just fantastic. But you've been on this journey of the unity of the church and the transformation of your city for quite some years. Where did it start for you? Yeah, so we started uh, pastoring at Christ the King, which is our larger church in our city. Uh, at the time I got there, it was about 2,000. And so as a teaching pastor there, um, by way of confession, I was a prayerless pastor, and we were a prayerless church, sure. um, doing a lot of great things, biblical things, but um, not devoted to prayer. Everybody believed in prayer, but we weren't really focused on it. Mm -hmm. And so in 2007, I uh, had a, just a moment of, um, you might call it a visitation from the Lord, but a point where God spoke to me personally and asked me a question that just stopped me in my tracks. And he said, Jason, do you think you can do this better than me? And I knew kind of what he meant, but basically build my church. And he said, I want you to get back in that prayer room and ask me what I ask you to ask me. Tell me what I tell you to tell me, and then I'll do it. So simple terms, scripture-based prayer. We pray God's will, and he answers. He responds. We don't always know how, and we don't always know where, but that um, caused a, a ripple effect in our church where as pastors, we began to repent of our prayerlessness. Um, a lot of what we were doing, we were confronted with, we were doing this in our own strength and not dependent on the Lord and on the power of the gospel and the spirit. Um, and so that summer, we started a prayer ministry in our church. It was a prayer wall we put together. And so we had people signed up to pray one hour, once a week for the church and those that are about to come. And lo and behold, we had 220 people that signed up. And that summer, we experienced just an amazing gospel movement in our church. We saw 360 first-time uh, salvations, people that came to Christ, baptized in water, our church grew by a thousand people. After that, we planted 20 plus churches all over the Northwest. And so, and we really weren't really doing anything different, yeah. but God's people were praying. And these are just ordinary believers, you know, single moms and construction workers, and um, people that weren't committed to prayer. But all of a sudden our church was praying now and we saw him do some remarkable things. So that started in our own church and then others started to hear about this. And so we invited them to say, hey, how about a, you, your church, you take one day a month, uh, 24 hours or maybe 12 hours if it's a smaller church. And people could pray in their homes and convenient times and places that would fit their schedules, uh, provided some prayer guides of things to pray for in our city. And in 2009, January 2009, we had 30 churches doing this. So we had a canopy of united, uh, strategic and sustainable prayer, all for the glory of Jesus. Yeah. And started praying about things in our city. So that's kind of how things started. Yeah. Uh, we've been going now, you know, 11 years. Uh, it's been sustainable. And we're seeing more churches come on board. So just a neat, neat story of uh, united prayer at a local church level and now in a city. 
Yeah, no, it's powerful. And obviously it, it changes the dynamics over a city and, uh, and prayer makes way for just greater mission. And I love that you just haven't stopped at prayer, um, but it's helped release um, quite um, significant mission events around your city. Just share a bit of what some of those are. Sure. Yeah. So as we started to pray, God began, I believe, to really respond uh, to our weak prayer. You know, we, we believe scripture is clear that when we pray according to God's will and for his renown, that God releases his power in response to the prayers of his people. And so we started praying about specific things in our city, um, justice issues, for instance. Um, we saw in the last, you know, 10, 11 years, our abortion numbers drop every year since 2009. Uh, phenomenal. Um, and in a, we're a campus town, so about 20% of our city, maybe 20,000 young adults. Um, we started praying for uh, children that were being um, taken out of homes to get into Christian foster families mm -hmm. and uh, eventually be adopted. And so we saw those numbers each year doubling. Um, and even today we have just a ton of foster families now, believing families that are taking in kids to their homes to love them in Jesus name. Um, we've done several citywide service projects with um, our key pastors and churches, all serving our city with just tangible expressions of the love of Jesus, acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> So that's kind of on the on the justice side and the transformation side uh, at the you know at the church level in terms of discipleship, amazing. We've seen we had a ten year period where we saw ten thousand new believers come to Christ, baptized in water, and that's how we count those. Where pastors report back to us, these people are now in our church and community. Um, we saw about eighty uh, churches planted just in our area. I mean, just amazing in terms of some of the missions things, just incredible numbers of missionaries now being sent uh, to places um, where uh, unreached peoples, you know, that proclaim the gospel. Um, so just some really neat testimonies of as we pray um, according to God's will, scripture based prayer and for his glory. We're seeing God answer. It's yeah. phenomenal. And he gets the credit. You know, he's the one prompted us to pray in the first place. So. <laughs> So the, the history of your churches working together, the prayer, uh, that's really positioned you well uh, when you find yourselves in a crisis, um, you know, in your county area. So um, let's hear some of the exciting initiatives that, have, that you've been doing during this time. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things we partnered with our uh, radio station, local radio station, goes up, uh, reaches... Uh, up to Vancouver, British Columbia. So it's about a 600,000, you know, listener. And we partnered with them for a full day of prayer. And we had some doctors come on, we had business leaders come on. Um, and we prayed over various things of, you know, our churches, we prayed for our healthcare workers, uh, just any number of things. And that was just a neat day where a whole community gathered together to pray. Um, our business team, we have a um, a real united business team and they've put, uh, got put it on their hearts to raise finances and uh, buy ventilators, uh, masks, gowns for our local hospital, but also hospitals throughout the Northwest. And we're in a bit of a crisis here in Washington state. Yeah. So just a neat way to kind of tangibly reach out and serve our community. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And you were saying um, churches too. There was one church over Easter recorded 100 salvations. Yeah. Yeah, they gave a gospel presentation on Resurrection Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's one of our bigger churches. They, they probably had, you know, five or 6,000 online uh, watching. And then they um, asked, you know, if anyone wanted to receive Christ. And yeah, they figured out, I think it was 108 was the number. And now they're doing follow up with them. Uh, different pastors are just calling them up and working on uh, getting them into scripture and some form of a community at this point. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So just, and I hear quite often that, you know, there's a lot of, where there's not unity, generally there's a lot of churches still doing good stuff in their community, but Tell me why is it so important um, that the churches work together, pray together, not just in this time, but every day of our lives. What's yeah. the importance of unity? Yeah, amen. Well, one testimony there. So last week uh, before Easter weekend, we gathered all our pastors together on a Zoom call to pray for our community and pray for um, the gospel that was going to go across the airwaves. You know, just such a unique time for churches. Uh, but it was just so exciting to see us all come together with that one heart to lift up Jesus, pray for one another. Uh, it's our heart that we would honor one another above ourselves. We often pray, God, do more in another church than our own. Um, and, and so we've got to actually, we have a pastor's group. We call it Pastors Praying for Pastors. And we meet consistently together. It's about, makes up about 80% of our senior pastors mm -hmm. in the city of Bellingham praying together. But out of that, we forged these friendships, spiritual friendships with one another. Um, and I think, you know, Jesus speaks about this in John 17, when he's praying to the father, father, would you make them one father as you and I are one, bring them into uh, mature unity. And the reason is he gives two results of that, that the world would know that the father sent his son and that the world would know that the father loves the world as he loves his son. And so I believe it's a great witness and testimony of the reality of God and his presence in our midst to uh, an unchurched world, to a world that's far from God. And we're really seeing that. Um, you know, in our city, when they hear pastors and leaders from all the different denominations, generations, different nations, even praying on our, you know, Christian radio station, all in unity, all in agreement. You know, these testimonies get in our local newspaper. That's very secular. When non-Christians hear these things, and then when we can not just pray for them, but serve them with practical things, real things that matter to them in a relevant way, I believe it's a huge testimony. Yeah. to them of the love of god yeah it is and we forget that unity is our most powerful witness to our city um, yeah. and, and i was on a zoom call yesterday uh, with pastors where we were discussing how can we best see the gospel go forward in our city at this time and we're talking about you know reaching our neighbors and releasing generosity and and um, someone said how about just our unity <laughs> that's yeah. a powerful demonstration of the gospel of jesus in our city uh, and we uh, don't see that as powerful. So thank you, Jason. Um, I know we were planning on having you come out to Australia and um, tour a bunch of cities at the end of this year, whether that happens this year or next year, we're not sure, but um, we will greatly look forward to having you and hearing more and um, learning from you um, and just seeing God 
work in our cities here in Australia. So thank you so much for your time today.